You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Cousin Connection podcast we're really getting good at that we are mm-hmm. my name is sara my name is amir and thank you for stopping by and listening to us today this is episode number eight it is is it yeah it is. hey see i got it right this <laughs> week Finally got it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah let me turn myself down i'm a lot of hell on this thing okay so uh oh i guess you were introing sorry I, that's I okay you can. Over there okay, okay. my male privilege is just wow out there. Is oh, you're really gonna take it there <laughs> okay well mm-hmm. i was just gonna say we are so excited to um intro this topic it is part two of the relationship talks series mm-hmm. um this episode we have some special guests for the first time yeah we have a couple people we're going to be bringing on to our through a zoom convo we also have one guest who's live here you've already actually no you haven't heard his voice unless you were listening to the live the instagram, the, live. The instagram live we had last week yeah uh but we're gonna have another guest on here um i don't know if we should intro them now or we should just wait until we actually get them all on here we should wait till we get them all on here yeah i think we should wait till we get them all on here but yeah. we um if you guys remember if you're listening to this um you know, a week ago, I, I posted on our Instagram page asking if you guys had any questions for our special guests. Mm-hmm. And we got a lot of them, a lot yeah. of really good questions. So I'm excited to, you know, have that discussion with um, everyone. Yeah. And um, so next time you'll, in the next couple seconds when you hear us, we'll have all the guests here. And uh, hopefully we can get this show started. Welcome back, guys. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we're now with our guests. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. We got three here in front of us. So we'll start with Hidaya since you're at the top there. I guess I already said her name, but you know, <laughs> go ahead and just introduce yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'm, so I'm Hidaya. I'm 29. I've been married for three years, alhamdulillah. And um, I guess I'm a GP. That's about mashallah, it. That's the main stuff. A DP. Yeah. Wait, what's a DP? general protection a gp oh sorry oh gp okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) sorry i'm dumb sometimes (laughs) okay so now i'll go down to khalid you can introduce yourself yeah so my name is khalid um i've also been married for almost we're creeping up to three years now um and i'm an electrician hey mashallah and next we got you nabila Hi, okay, I'm Nabila, and I um, have been married since I'm 21, and I've been married 13 years, so you guys... You've been married since you were 21? Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm excited to hear <laughs> okay, that. Okay, yeah, I did not know this. Okay, well, well yeah, there's going to be a lot yeah. of uh, experience that you can kind of share with us, uh, inshallah. I'm the fresh round, but yeah. Mashallah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get started. Sorry, you have some questions already loaded up there. I so do. basically, it's just going to be more of like a question and answer thing, unless you guys have something that you want to bring up that we spoke about in our last episode. Uh, if you guys have anything to say about that, I don't know if you heard the whole conversation we had in the last podcast. Uh, but we were just telling about our own experiences when it came to relationships and like navigating that realm. Uh, and it seems like you guys were successful in navigating that realm <laughs> since you guys are all married. So uh, uh, Alhamdulillah or MashaAllah. Did you guys have any kind of notes or insight into what we were talking about? Like, um, you know, maybe the questions will answer that. So, you know, let's mm-hmm. just get, let's just jump to that. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself here, guys. <laughs> Go ahead there, Sada. Before I jump into the questions, I'm just going to do an honorary introduction for my brother, Sabri. He's he's coming. He's just late. But um, in case he doesn't get a chance to introduce himself. Oh, yeah. He's putting his baby to sleep right now. <laughs> Daddy duties. Exactly. Um, but um, yeah, Sabri has been married for two, three, four. We should probably know this. We literally. <laughs> 16, we were at his wedding. 21. <laughs> Uh, almost almost six years now. Has it been six long. years? Twenty six two thousand. Uh, no, sorry, five. Wow, I, I suck at okay. math. Yeah, <laughs> I think five. Anyways, um, yeah. So he he will join us soon. But we're gonna get into the first set of questions. And um, you guys can hear us, okay, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. just making sure. Okay, and and by the way, like these, unless I like say like there are some questions that are specific to the guys and some that are more to the girls, but um. Yeah. Otherwise, just feel free to answer as you as you see fit. But the first question that we have here is, is it a cultural or religious thing for the women to move to where they're like the man lives when they get married? How I do feel we... like maybe Khalid might have because he, he literally moved his wife <laughs> from here. <laughs> he moved his wife. Been, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> bit of background. Uh, my wife is Canadian. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're friends of you guys as well. But yeah, so she ended up moving to Australia. We got married in Canada and so on and so forth. But um, I don't think it's the cultural norm, though. Like there are a few other people that I know of um, that have moved to Australia, um, as in men, um, mm-hmm. that came here, moved here, and like vice versa. So I think it just depends on. As a couple, obviously, you, you guys have to communicate. If you're long distance, you have to talk about, you know, all the hard stuff early, <clears throat> especially when it comes to making that big move. Um, and whatever you guys agree on, whether it's, hey, okay, look, this person's got the better job, this person's doing this. It might be situational. It might be, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of different factors. So um, depending on what you guys speak about, depending on what you guys decide, essentially, it's up to you guys to decide what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd have to agree with that. Yeah. Honest. And do you guys have any insight on that? Nabila or Hidayah? Either we could go. Um, I was just... Oh, oh. you go. Okay. Oh, no, no, you <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, um, I think maybe that um, question might have stemmed from previous generations. Like, you know, um, and um, I guess with having more traditional households in the older generation, it might have been that a lot of the time the man might have been the breadwinner. So it just worked out better for them for the female to move so I guess you'd find that a lot of females would move but I think in our generation it could be either way like it could be you know it could be better off for the girl to move or for the guy to move and like Hadi said I think it's just about working out what works best for you guys as a Mm -hmm. couple 
Okay. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to sort of say. In the past, you know, the men have sort of been the ones more established in their job or whatnot. And so mm-hmm. it only made sense for the woman to usually go that way. But now I think it's just more about just communicating. And, you know, even if the man is established, like he might want to change. And I think it's really got to do, it's, I think times have really changed where mm-hmm. it can go either way. Yeah. Yeah. So it was yeah. more of, so it was more of just a cultural thing. That we kind of yeah. carried with us, or yeah. in a mindset, basically, and yeah, I always used to think that too. Like, if mm-hmm. you ever spoke to someone who wasn't in your city, yeah. like the the woman in that relationship would always have to move. Like, mm-hmm. that, that I actually held that move. feeling myself for the longest time. But oh, really? Yeah. Would but you ever move? Would I ever you move? Someone that wasn't from. If they lived in like a nice hot place that didn't have too much. <laughs> <cooler>. <laughs> And I also didn't have my allergies just take over for the rest <laughs> of the summer. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm also dealing with, like, horrible allergies right now. So I might sneeze halfway okay. through here. <laughs> okay, what else we got here? Um, okay, this one's a really funny one. Someone mm-hmm. said, how do you deal with or how to deal when you see who slash how your spouse is now that you live together? I Wait. guess, like, when their true colors show, like, because... You know, you can only really know mm-hmm. someone so much before you get married. And then when you move in, it's like... Yeah, that's actually something that I've worried <laughs> about. Like, how do you feel that? Do mm-hmm. you guys have any insight? Well, on? I think that can be two things. Like, when I read that question, I thought, like, do they mean... Obviously, when you move in with someone, even if you've known someone for years and years and years, it's always going to be different when you move in with them. And mm-hmm. that, unfortunately for us, I don't, I don't say unfortunately, but when you're Muslim and being from our community and stuff, we don't obviously move in with someone until we're married. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so some things reveal themselves. So like maybe it could just be a matter of how how they live, like in terms of like the cleanliness or you know not you know keep upkeep and things like that. Mm-hmm. It could mean that. So if it meant that, then obviously that's kind of that kind of stuff you can work on. Like obviously if one person is a little bit more OCD and the other one isn't, or if someone's particular about something, you know, just that kind of stuff you'll always have a problem with. It doesn't matter how long you've mm-hmm. known someone. Um, but in terms of the person's true colors, now that's scary. Um, <laughs> you'd hope you'd hope not. I think <laughs> you'd have a lot of conversation beforehand. You'd, that's why you're getting to know them. Um, if like if you know someone, they're not gonna unless you're like someone who's evil, I suppose. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You're not gonna flip on someone after you've moved in with them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not that's not usually the norm. <laughs> However. Um, there's practices that you don't like about someone, but you can talk it through, you know, like, um, for example, like I'm rambling, but I'm just saying like, for example, if the person's like really cool and they're happy for you to work and, you know, you're working, you're both living your independent life. And then once you move in, they all of a sudden they say to you, I don't want you to work anymore. Mm-hmm. That's, that is, is that, that's, that could be another extreme, right? Yeah. yeah. But those kind of things, like you would think that you'd talk those kind of things out beforehand yeah that's probably something you should bring up before hey mary whether <laughs> yeah. you're going to be working or not working being like i think we had that whole conversation of like uh the the house manager housewife <laughs> domestic, uh, domestic engineer, engineer. Get it that's right. what it was <laughs> okay get it right. <laughs> no, just kidding. But yeah it's definitely something but uh, also like is there any way to field things like that because i feel like in our community you, it's kind of hard to hide that because everybody's so tight-knit it depends on exactly what relationship you have because maybe this will come up later, but like maybe you, you get married to someone who's not within our own community. Right. Uh, so they're not as well known between the people that you usually deal with. So how do you feel that person? Because that person can then hide a part of themselves 
until you actually get married and figure it out. Like it reminds me of that whole um, Rami episode. Did you guys ever watch Rami, the TV show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. Two, what he really, what he did to that girl. Did you ever watch Rami? I did. I just don't remember the. Well, essentially, like details. he hid the whole part where he's is is oh, he's really addiction? bad. Like, it's like really <laughs> oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but essentially, that. like he had a whole other relationship with another woman. Oh yeah. Literally got married, and she found out like the night they got married that he was having this whole relationship with his own cousin. It was a whole thing, <laughs> but like, of course, we're not dealing with that kind of extreme, especially within our community. But like, mm. yeah, there's a, I feel like there should be a way to kind of feel that, but I don't know if it's an issue that really comes up in our own community. It, like in the it Hari depends it when i say our own community i mean a hurry community yeah i think that's just a really hard one like i think there's certain things that you just will never know and mm. you just got to communicate as much as you can all you can do before is have like open discussions about everything like mm-hmm. even the hard stuff um and if you have any concerns like you need a voice up before mm-hmm. you go into marriage and you know particularly not being blinded by wanting the like seeing what you want to see rather than you know what might mm-hmm. be in your face because you're gonna have to deal with it later mm-hmm. um but like things like that where if someone's gonna scam you like i mean that's why you pray your istikhara but there's there's no i don't think there's yeah. any way that you could mm-hmm. actually predict that and sometimes mm-hmm. it's just nasib, you know and some people unfortunately like they might get unlucky and you know i mean mm-hmm. i don't know any way that if someone was that much like that deceiving or lying to you I don't know any way that you could actually pick that up if it didn't show through your dis- like if you had proper discussions and it didn't show. Unfortunately, at that point, you're dealing with like psychopath levels of <laughs> of hiding who your your true self. If you're like yeah, communicating literally. that much and he's still, they show this whole other side of themselves. That's yeah, I think scary. at the end of the day, the main thing is communication. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the big stuff, the small stuff, like if you don't communicate, you're probably gonna, you know, fall into some issues mm-hmm. down the track. Yeah, I think the big part that I'm hearing here is that a lot of relationship or a lot of the relationship really comes down to communication. Like, that's the biggest part of it. Yeah. As long as you're communicating with each other, at least everyone's on the same page and you're not dealing with unnecessary arguments and issues that might come up later are usually dealt with early on. I feel like, yeah, communication kind of deals with all those kind of issues. But, like, to... And one word that um Hidayah just... Sorry. That's okay. Something that just said was talking about the tricky stuff because sometimes you're so like happy about like 80% of the stuff but then there's that little thing that bugs you like something that's really like you're strongly passionate about or something that you really like you know like you know everyone has can catch a vibe Mm -hmm. and then there's something that might not be so significant to the other but it is to you and you think that you can just like ignore it Mm -hmm. those things are the ones that you really need to talk about like you know so the Mm -hmm. tricky questions are always the things that you know that it could be a bit confrontational or whatnot, but that's mm-hmm. exactly what you want. You want to discuss them and get them out of the way because mm-hmm. eventually, like, you might be able to, like, just, like, keep it quiet for a while, but eventually it's just going to surface mm-hmm. and it's probably going to make or break you as well. Okay. That's fair. I think, that's fair. To that, yeah. I think even sometimes you might talk about things and it might hurt the other person, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's necessary for you guys to move forward. Mm-hmm. You know, so you say, all right, look, this is how I feel, but I don't want to hurt you know, my significant other, so yeah. on and so forth. But at the same time, if you guys don't, you know, if you're not able to cross that hurdle, it's just going to affect you guys in the long run. And then mm-hmm. it's going to be like small lingering issues that you guys are not dealing with. And then they just kind of bottle up, bottle up, and then you guys will be in trouble. So mm-hmm. communication is key. Even if you're going to, you know, even if it's hard, even if, even if you know, you're going to be upset, 
yeah. you guys, as long as you have the love there and, and the understanding, you guys will be able to work it out. Yeah, because I feel like generally in any relationship, like mm-hmm. if you have an issue with someone, but you kind of uh, sedate it and you kind of try and kick the can down the road, eventually it's going to come out in some other way. Like yeah. maybe for something small, you might lash out for something like like... I don't know, they leave something on the table and for some reason you have this whole tirade and they think like, why are they overreacting for this one little thing? But really it's because of all these other things that have been building up to that moment Mm. and you just never realize it because it was never communicated to you in the beginning. Mm. That's true. Am I I on the right track? And I think, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, 100%. And I was just going to say like, you know, it's really important to communicate them before you get married because I think Mm -hmm. like Nabila said, a lot of the, like there might be things that you might just brush over and think that they're not mm-hmm. important. But let's say something is a really, really big deal to you. This might actually be a deal breaker, but you know, mm-hmm. you don't realize it because you're brushing it off as like insignificant because it's insignificant to the other person. Right. This might be something that you have to like work through in your marriage. But if you were not married, maybe something that you would have decided to actually end things over. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like working through that can be really challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can do it beforehand, at least, I guess what I'm saying is your threshold, your commitment's obviously much more after marriage. So you're going to mm-hmm. go through probably a lot more trying to work through something that might be really difficult for you to work through. Mm-hmm. But if you had had that conversation before, then I don't know, it could have been a bit, maybe a bit different or less hard on yeah. you. Okay. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, to follow up with that topic of, you know, kind of having that open communication before you get into the marriage and then also when you're in it. Um, another question, or I guess two related questions are, Uh, What are questions to ask before marriage or what are topics and things to talk about with a potential spouse before marriage? Everything. (laughs) (laughs) Everything Like just every, everything. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think anything's really off the table. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like get married at all. do you feel like though, like, sorry, sorry to cut you off. I was going to say, like, do you feel like, okay. is there ever a time where it's wrong to be too open before marriage? Like, are there some things that you should maybe hold back? um from talking about before you enter like what do you guys feel about that just lay it all out on the table no, they're all well maybe <laughs> they're saying no with I, think things yeah. that, I think there's things that might be uncomfortable mm-hmm. before you're married yeah. but i don't think there's anything that you should withhold you know mm-hmm. i think there's and it goes in like a threshold so those things that you're just talking about now that might be uncomfortable i think it goes it's like a pyramid system right so you don't just on the first date ask certain questions like it just doesn't make sense you wouldn't ask them about you know mm-hmm. you know for example they even ask them about how many partners they've had or anything like that that's quite intimate and that's like not something you want to ask on the first day but mm-hmm. there's really no point you don't even know if you like this person mm-hmm. right but gradually gradually obviously if that's something that you want to know like you know you could do that, that you could ask these questions but these uncomfortable questions but further down the track once you've sort of established you know you've caught each other's sort of energy like if you're in, really interested in each other if you like each other if there's so mm-hmm. many other things that are compatible and you can see that it is working then yeah why not you know if that's something that you want to ask then go ahead but i don't think there's anything that you shouldn't ask because it goes back to especially if you've even if it's come into your mind that you want to know something and then you're just brushing it like we've just said before just because it's going to be uncomfortable or it's going to be an awkward conversation and mm-hmm. that's something that's going to linger then it's just going to arise again later on so yeah, I don't think there's true. anything like you're gonna you're planning on spending the rest of your life with this person. I don't want to make it sound melodramatic or anything, but <laughs> you're planning on spending the rest of your life with this person. So I don't think there should be anything else off the table. Mm-hmm. And my question yeah. for you guys: yeah. uh, so, like, what 
I know that we're talking about just a general question, but what questions did you guys end up asking? Like specifically for you individuals, did you ask about their finances? Did you ask about, I don't know, um, whether you want to move in with their family or something? Like there's just some random questions here. I know I, I don't know why I even said that, but yeah. <laughs> very specific. Very specific. I was watching a TikTok about that earlier. Just mm-hmm. don't worry about it. <laughs> He's taking notes here, guys. <laughs> so I'll let you guys answer. Oh, what were you saying there, Khad? Yeah, you definitely ask those specific questions. Like, I don't know, if she's taller than you, hey, how tall are you? If you're, you know, whatever it might be, like finances, anything that bothers you, anything that you think is relevant to your mm-hmm. life, what's your family like, you know? Um, what do you do for a living? What, what are your hobbies? Mm-hmm. And obviously these are surface level questions, but then right. there's obviously a lot deeper questions, whether, you know, intimacy, there's, there's a lot of different things that you could talk about. You didn't you ask know? each other, like, do you snore? Because you're going to have to sleep next to this person <laughs> for the rest of no, your life. Yeah, Imagine yeah. that. <laughs> I know, you're I surprised. You're like, that. I can't I should sleep. probably write that down. I never thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, yeah, like, I think you should, we talked about most things as well, like including finances and things. But I guess um, one thing that I, I guess retrospectively kind of wish that we uncovered was uh, talking, like a lot of people talk about finances, like how much money do you have or like do you have any debt, this, that, not how much money do you have, but how much, you know, your earnings and stuff because obviously you're going to build a life together. Mm-hmm. But I'm um, even talking about things like financial values because uh, mm-hmm. sometimes they can really differ. Mm-hmm. So like you might earn very similar incomes, but like you might have very different ideas on how it's appropriate to spend your money. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's really important to tease those things out um you know just even you could do that through conversation i think and and yeah i think it's important to to find that out okay yeah financial values because i always think about the finances like how much do you have but how do you spend it because sometimes people don't have a lot but they spend so well that it's almost as if they did have a lot or uh it doesn't matter how much they really have as long as they're spending it properly investing properly so Mm -hmm. yeah financial what did they what did what was the term used again how did i forget it already uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> financial value. You said it too. Fully <laughs> you should be taking notes. Oh, I'm shaking man. my head right now. <laughs> Open up your notes app. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, that's actually a really good point. I never, I never really thought about that, but mm-hmm. definitely adding that to my list of questions to mm-hmm. ask. Yeah. Here's a bit of a an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Would you recommend a prenuptial contract? Isn't know. that your your like? Don't you have that on your nikah on your contract anyway? I, I don't think you need a prenuptial contract. I think we we have a nikah and you can just put anything mm-hmm. specific on the nikah. I wouldn't, but if you want to, I mean, I feel like I feel I, like I the, it's necessary. I feel yeah. like the, religiously, at least in Islam, like there's already, if it ever did happen, if divorce mm-hmm. there, did ever happen, there is a religious. Um, like rules i don't know yeah like, there's religious you know rules I mean? to oh, how you yeah how you deal with a divorce basically so yeah. i feel like yeah, having yeah. a prenup yeah. is more of a western thing it definitely is mm-hmm. a western yeah. and you could add anything on your like nikah contract as well like if you wanted anything specific mm-hmm. um you can put that because you sign a contract when yeah. you you know doesn't sound very romantic but it is a contract so yeah. if you had anything specific you could put that on there read the fine print fellas it'd be like i get Watch all your makeup afterwards be like um <laughs> i want to break into that and i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> oh actually there was one it's a long one sorry it says i had many random but important topics that can be considered as part of a bigger conversation when it comes to relationships such as interracial marriages to income households expectations and compromise and how to make sure to get to know the person with the intention of marriage 
without getting distracted or thrown off, like asking the right questions and knowing what to look for. Red and green flags. That's a lot. That was a loaded question, but... I, I lost you halfway through there. <laughs> Basically, like, the, this question kind of covers... It covers interracial marriages, you know, two-income households, um, setting expectations and how to compromise, um, and I guess how to make sure... How to make sure you get to know the person with the intention of marriage without getting distracted. So, I mean... What do you mean, getting getting to know someone with the intention of marriage? Um, I'm not really sure what they mean by distracted, but it says, or getting thrown off, like asking the right questions and knowing what to look for. Red and green flags. I mean, honestly, like in my opinion, mm-hmm. no one else can tell you what to look for in a relationship because you know what you want. Like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe there are certain things that your friend or someone that you know can say, look for someone who has good Dean and is on the correct like path, you know, the basics, the (laughs) basics. But in terms of like the core of the person, like Mm -hmm. you, you know what you want, you know, I can't, uh, you can't tell me what I want. Everyone's different on exactly what they want. Right. So Mm -hmm. I don't think there's a one straight answer for exactly what, I guess there are those, those basics that we're talking about. Do other people know about the basics? I think everyone has an idea of what the basics are. Like, you know, the good Dean being good to their parents, being good to their like friends and strangers. Being I feel a like, good person. I feel like a big thing. I'm not sure if you guys look out for this, but I feel like a big thing is like seeing how people treat other strangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred. Yeah, because yeah, how someone treats someone that they they can't get anything from or don't need anything from them is like a big thing to look out for, right? That's true. Yeah, especially at a restaurant. I don't know how y'all are at a restaurant. Oh, I I, I think I read this or like. Mm-hmm some uh, something but i i I remember seeing somewhere reading something where like Mm -hmm. this girl was trying to judge the guy that she was talking to but they went to a restaurant and she wanted to see how he interacted with yeah like the waiters and stuff and i was like Mm -hmm. "Hmm, interesting so what was the general uh uh, question there again i just wanted to get back to that one real quick um interracial marriages okay that's one that's another thing to bring up so i know that in our community specifically in the Hadri community like there's a huge emphasis on getting married to someone within uh your own community but maybe not from the guys end but i feel like from the girls end there's there's a large there's a difference in how many girls are available versus guys that are available yeah, like we're the at numbers, a very big disadvantage yeah there, okay? <laughs> there's, a, there's a huge disadvantage there so i feel like it's inevitable that we're going to have a lot of interracial marriages that or maybe you guys will finally start to get your second wives who knows <laughs> we'll see <laughs> i don't think i don't think y'all gonna get that desperate yet <laughs> uh, uh how important is that to you guys the ethnicity or interracial conversation of marriage do you guys think that's a big thing i know it's very controversial but in your opinion like how big of a thing is that to you do you guys believe that's something that we should really be pushing for or should we just be focusing on the person's dean and that should be the only main thing to look out for it to me it's quite important like Mm -hmm. at the end of the day it is our identity you know Mm -hmm. um but at the same time that doesn't mean that you can't uphold your identity with another person of another race Mm -hmm. even though it is a lot more difficult Mm -hmm. Uh, and then you know looking at us and the way we are now like we don't speak to each other in case you know for example Mm -hmm. so if you add all all of that onto on top it's it becomes even harder mm-hmm. um but my personal opinion i i do hold that um 
you know, to a high, a high regard. Mm -hmm. So it is quite important to me. That being said, if I find someone that's, you know, amazing, obviously Dean is over everything else and mm -hmm. you know what, look, this is the person for me. Well, that is a person for me, but in a general sense, yeah, I, mm -hmm. that, that's pretty important to me. Okay. That's fair. And girls, how do you guys feel about that too? I think the same. I think, um, well, you're speaking to all three of us and all three of us have got Harry and partners. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're pretty biased right now. <laughs> but <laughs> however, I think it's super important because I feel like um, marriage in itself is hard mm -hmm. as it is, like to your own kind of person, yeah. let alone someone who's um, of a different race. Mm -hmm. Not saying that's anything wrong with that. But um, my thing is that while it still is, like if there's a, if there's a supply and demand issue, then mm -hmm. obviously you've got no options, right? Exactly. <laughs> but whilst there, whilst there is a um, supply, mm -hmm. like that should definitely be looked at. You know what I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I feel like um, because things can be so much more complicated when you've got another um, a person of a different race, especially as you get as you progress in the in the relationship and you have children. You know, um, there's there's the whole fact, and especially now, I feel like there's just you just don't know. And I remember how back in the day when my generation we used to listen to our aunts and things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was a little dig at you guys, but um, you know they always used to say, "Listen to your like, listen to those around you," and it really makes sense because nowadays there's so much bala. Like I don't know that in the word in the English like term hardship, but um. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So you just don't know where you'll, you just don't know what you're getting, right? right. Like, um, so especially if you are talking to someone that's hurrying, like, okay, you can talk with them, but you can also find out about them, you know, about mm. their family, their background, their, you know, grandfathers, grand, great grandfathers. You can know, you know, you know who they are, essentially, you know. But when you're going to someone of a different race, you really don't know. It's what you, whatever you have gathered whatever information you've gathered from this person is all you're going to get really mm -hmm. because you can't do any sort of um, research about them um you don't know their backgrounds and again like i said when you've got children you have to think about um once you've got children you've got you know you, you drop your children off at your um in-laws house mm -hmm. or you drop them off at your in you, they're going to blend with the extended family there's mm -hmm. just so much more you got to think about and worry about i feel like so whilst we have got the um the supply and demand i feel like that's something that should be looked into okay that makes sense. yeah i'm gonna have to agree with that yeah and he died you have any yeah um yeah i kind of share similar i guess ideas to both what mm -hmm. Harley and nebula said um but i think the way i see it is kind of like like being for me i guess i preferred a harari mm -hmm. um but it wasn't like like a, a you know must criteria so mm -hmm. you know if someone like obviously being over everything so like if someone met all my criteria like and like i like them as a person and you know i thought they were amazing and all this stuff like mm -hmm. even if they weren't harari it wouldn't bother me but it's kind of like being gay so it's kind of like that icing on the cake like that's how i kind of <laughs> think of it so mm -hmm. like you know it kind of is that extra layer and i think that i don't think there's anything um wrong with you know if, they, if they're not but uh, mm -hmm. if they are i think there are certain things that are much easier like nebita said particularly the blending of families which i think is very dependent on your family values mm -hmm. or how your family are but i feel like a lot of harari families prefer harari mm -hmm. so you are if, if you if you do marry within the community you're almost kind of guaranteed that blending of your families and that mm -hmm. was quite important to me whereas i think um if you know with interracial couples i think they can have some obstacles and mm -hmm. that's very dependent on 
whether their families are accepting or not. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, you know, we kind of just talked about mm-hmm. interracial marriages. This might be a little personal, so you don't well, have to I, answer. Well, yeah, I, was, I was supposed to answer that question myself. Yeah. Right? I was going to say, like, do you prefer, like, is that something that you're open to or? No, like I've, I've always went on, I've been on the fence for this my whole life. I'm always on one side and then I'm on the other side where I'm like, it's like super important. Like I'm not going to look at anyone that's not Harari. Really? Yeah. I didn't know and that. Then, and then on the other day, on the other days, you know, like you guys mentioned, Dean over everything. Yeah. And as long as they're a good person, then yeah. I'm not going to, it's not going to be a deal breaker essentially. Yeah. Well, how about for you? So what's your final answer? <laughs> Oh no, for me it's oh, like it just no, changes everything, every day. Yeah, it changes, but like for yeah. the most part, yeah. I'm like it's not a deal breaker. I'll I'm willing to accept like someone who's outside of my own ethnicity. Usually you hear I'll, that, ladies? Yeah. You all have a chance. <laughs> you all have a chance. <laughs> yeah. So wait, how about you then? Go ahead. What's your opinion on that? My opinion, my preference. Yeah, your preference. Um, you know, again, what, what everyone said to reiterate, mm-hmm. like obviously, Dean over everything else like that's the first yeah. thing i look at but my preference is um harari mm-hmm. if i it, obviously like we don't know what the future has in yeah. store for us so if it just so happens like don't come <laughs> back to me in a few years if i get married to someone who isn't and it's like <laughs> you wanted a harari guy um you know that's my preference so that's mm-hmm. what i'm looking for but yeah if it just so happens that I end up with someone who isn't, it's because it ended up working for us and yeah. like, you know, cultural values and um, like how close I am with my family is something mm-hmm. that I, it's really important to me. Yeah. So if he wasn't Harari, mm-hmm. he would have to be w- willing to assimilate into our culture yeah. and like be open to it. Um, and then if, if he has a, a culture that's also like a dominant one, mm-hmm. like, it was just a compromise that we'd have to make if, yeah. if the relationship is worth it to us. Yeah, and usually people choose to go with their own ethnicity because of that issue because it makes it's easier mm. just for the whole marriage to have someone who knows your culture and but then grow there, up in the but, same culture. But there's the argument of like, are you really going to go with someone just because it's easier? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. so whatever happens, happens. Let's just leave yeah. it at that. <laughs> 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 um, okay, here's here's a... Here's one that's directed towards... Actually, I'll save this for when Sabri joins us. Um, here's a good one. Is a friendship worth ruining for a chance at marriage with that person? So if you were... For you guys who have been married, if you were previously friends with your now spouse, was that something that you were like, you know, is it worth... I mean, obviously, it's worth it in the end because you're all married. Alhamdulillah. But, you know, was that something that you contemplated? Like, should I... Should I take him out of the friend zone or should I take her out of the friend zone? You know, like, how do you or did you kind of go into that friendship with the end goal? Like, I want to marry this person. Yeah, me and my husband, we weren't friends before. So like, we literally <laughs> got to know each other to get married. And that's what happened. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I have an opinion on this, but maybe I'll let other people who might have been in the situation speak. first. Well, you said okay. that you guys were friends before or you weren't friends before? No, we weren't. OK, we weren't. OK. Ooh, OK, yeah. okay well, we'll listen to you if you want to wait until like everybody else um, speaks and then. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't know Amina. She was a stranger at one point, so. <laughs> True. <laughs> and that's the uh, same with me as well, so I didn't know him. So oh, so you guys all married. had, like, you guys didn't know the person really well ahead of time. Like, you guys were all, like, a stranger. Were you guys all recommended this person by someone else? Or did you just, How'd just you meet? Hit, their, hit him in the DMs and be like, yo, what's up? <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> you you put in a you actually jumped in the DM. No. <laughs> I don't want to expose you like that. <laughs> that's okay. That's a, a totally acceptable way. By the way, we're, we're in that time now. Is like that acceptable normal. these days? Girls or ladies, would you accept now if like if you weren't already married and someone slid into your DMs? Like, would you still be accepting of that, or does someone have to like either approach you in person or get your number somehow or? No, for sure. Like, <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. I don't Just make sure. Just make sure your account is not on private. Why? Uh, so they can suss you out first. Look at your history. <laughs> yeah, that's why they have to send that follower request. And if they're little nah, then pictures, that, nah, then they feel like they already reeled you in when they send that follower request. Uh, not really. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how a lot of people meet, you know. And I think if you limit it to just face-to-face interactions, like. Mm-hmm. I don't know, especially in COVID. I don't know. I just feel like you, you're never going to meet anybody. Yeah, COVID kind of changed the game. So, yeah, like, you know, if Amir, if you were friends with, with someone, like, you're really good friends with them. Yeah. And you get along, like, would would you risk ruining that friendship to pursue, you know, a deeper relationship with them? A further a relationship period? I don't know. I don't know if it would be ruining it. It is, though, because if it doesn't work out, say goodbye to your friendship. No, I feel like if you're, me, you guys are with me. If, you, if you're like, um, what is that word when you're like, oh, if you're mature adults, I don't know how I forgot that word. When you're mature adults, I feel like you can go from someone that you, you show interest to. If you say no, then you kind of go back to whatever relationship you had before that. No? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I like, think, I think that's it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, like, cause, yeah if you're too mature adults, look, yeah and you're interested you can go for it mm-hmm. and as long as you guys don't stab each other and it ends really badly oh yeah you guys yeah. you know you guys can say all right you know what this is not working let's part ways mm-hmm. um either you guys can you know go back to being friends or look mm-hmm. you might be hostile but i believe time heals so over time you'll be like hey all right you know what let's forgive each other and you know and that's that so to be to be honest, I yeah. think if, if someone does feel that way about someone, I go for it. Yeah, and I don't want to expose myself. I, I think, I think oh we, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, expose I was gonna yourself. say like I think like um, I, I don't think it will ruin the friendship, but sometimes I think if you have, let's say for example, you've you know decided to pursue a relationship and then it didn't work out, I think it can be hard to going back to platonic sometimes for people, and then that's when they lose the friendship. So right. it's not that they're like, they might be civil, like they might be, you know, they get along and stuff, but it's no longer like fully platonic so that there's, they're not like, this, the friendship's not the same. I think that mm-hmm. might be what the person might be talking about. But I still agree <laughs> with um, Khalid. Like I think, and I think this is not just to do with relationships, but anything in life. I think the what if was always worse than like trying something and then it doesn't work out. So, like, the regret of what if. So, I just think, like, if you really are interested, then you just give it a go. And then if it doesn't work out, then that's just, it just wasn't meant to be. At least you tried. That's mm-hmm. true. And it also could be because, like, I feel like in the, in the Muslim community in general, like, the level of friendship is kind of different. Like, usually the relationship between a guy and a girl, of course, is all that com- that conversation of whether a guy and a girl can be friends. But usually that communication between the guy and the girl isn't, it's not like a day-to-day thing like you would do with your girlfriends kind of thing, right? So I feel like it's easier to kind of go back into um, that that platonic relationship because you're not. It's not like you were communicating every day to begin with. So when you when you express that interest, you kind of go back to how it was before. You may not speak maybe for a few weeks to kind of you know get over that awkwardness, 
But I feel like when you speak to that person every once in a while, you, it'll blow over over time. Like, it's not really something that becomes a big thing. And as long as you're, of course, like I mentioned earlier, like mature adults about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this question, I find it quite funny, actually. And I know Khalid said a lot, because me and Khalid, we've chatted many times in the past. And um, I feel like it's a very female, um, like, female the question itself mm-hmm. i don't think it's a men issue it's not i don't i don't believe it's a man issue i think that if a man likes something he'll go for it mm-hmm. i think that am i wrong i'm not sure however i think it's a, a question that girls usually say and it almost it's like self-sabotaging themselves mm-hmm. um because if you have a friendship with someone and you have an interest in wanting to get married mm-hmm. and obviously this other friend as well i'm, I'm assuming this friend is harry and all whatnot but he also might have a, you know, eventually he might want to get married too. If you yeah. have a friendship, that obviously means that you guys get along. You know each other so you know each other pretty well, I would say. Um, you know, you've already eliminated a lot of unknowns with this person just by being a friend because you already know all their quirks. You already know sort of, you know, you might not know everything, but you've already got, like you've got your two steps in already because you already sort of have a, you can engage with this person. So if you've got a friendship, I mean, why not get married to someone who you have a friendship with? Mm-hmm. You know, That's true. instead of going and finding someone like getting married to someone that completely, and you already have to build all of that. Mm-hmm. So if you have a friendship, there's no like thinking, oh, habit if it doesn't work is going to sell yourself sabotaging yourself mm-hmm. because you're going by a prediction that it might not work when that can happen with anybody. So it's about taking a chance and getting into it and like, like being reliant on Allah, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So you've got a friendship, talk about it with your friends, be mature about it, go into it. If you both have, be, be upfront, mm-hmm. you know, if you obviously, if you've got a friendship and, you've, and you're also like chemistry, for example, mm-hmm. I'm assuming this question, the person obviously is not just a friend because you can have just a friend, but you can have a friend that you might have some sort of chemistry yeah. or some sort of vibe with, right? Mm-hmm. If that, that's the kind of question I'm assuming it is. So why not? Like, like what's holding you back? Nothing mm-hmm. but your fear thinking that you're going to, things are going to end and you're going to ruin your friendship mm-hmm. when you can actually be thinking about the positives and you can actually grow this into a beautiful marriage. Yeah. That's a solid point. Mm-hmm. And here we finally got Sebri in the building. <laughs> he finally pulled up after putting his... Do you want to say hi to everyone? Maybe to sleep. I'm putting you on the spot. You're going to have to. You got to say something to Mike. I got to make sure this thing is working. <laughs> How are you guys? Hello. <laughs> you got to speak louder than that. Come on. <laughs> I'm warming up, okay? Okay, okay. He just jumped on. I'm not like eight episodes in like you. <laughs> warming up here. Um, sorry for being late. It's That's part okay. of uh, parenting. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like, wait, uh, I never even asked Nabila. It's, uh, are you the only guy here with a kid, Nabila? Do you have any kids? Yeah, she said. Huh? Yeah. I didn't. Oh, shoot. I have three children. Oh, why didn't I hear that earlier? I should just walk out of the it room. It was part of her intro. <laughs> <laughs> My okay. bad. I was checking levels, okay? Sure this is going to be officially part of the podcast, but I need to introduce myself. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Introduce yourself. I know Nabila, I know Khalid, and I know of you, Hidayah, but I don't think I've ever met you. So, no, we've never met, so nice to meet nice you. Nice to meet you. But I know of you, too. <laughs> That's how it works in our community and also on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, I mean... We're just going to throw you off the deep end. Mm -hmm. So we're going to just jump into this question. It is addressed specifically for the husbands. It says, 
please break down what air quote being ready means for these men please and thank you so if you need some further clarification um sometimes you know people get into situations and the guy will say i'm not ready mm-hmm. to get into a relationship or for marriage so what would you as men who are married define as being ready what was ready for you and you Khaled. yeah <laughs> there, there is no one answer to that that's a very personal question um being ready for marriage is something that applies differently for everyone like male female mm-hmm. even if you've married once and you have to marry again it means two different things for you in those both situations so mm-hmm. but i will say there's a base like uh, there's things you can do that'll make your marriage easier for you once you get into it mm-hmm. and i think that's your perception of what is that going to be for me? Mm. Like what will make you happy, I think, mm-hmm. is the answer to, yes, I'm ready now. Mm-hmm. So for some people, it could be finances. It could be where they are in their career, you know, physically, mentally, their personal goals, if they feel like they have achieved them. And um, <laughs> that they can continue to grow after marriage as well. Mm-hmm. I think at that point they can see themselves <coughs> being married. Mm-hmm. When you see yourself being married, I think you're ready. Mm-hmm. So you're saying like, uh, so for you specifically, was it like finances? Or like, you know what? I think I'm ready. I got, I got the money for this. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to go jump into this. Or were you like... I think, mm-hmm. No, the finances are something is something that could hold you back. Mm-hmm. But I think being re- ready is really a mental thing. Mm. It's your state of mind. If you feel like you might be moving too quickly or you're not ready for what's to come because it is a big unknown mm-hmm. when you're single and probably haven't, you know, dated for years upon years in your life. Mm-hmm. You just don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. But when you say, okay, I'm ready to take on these challenges and whatever comes my way, because really things will come your way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's when you know yourself, okay, I'm ready to do this. Mm-hmm. And that might move quicker mm-hmm. when you're with the right person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And Khaled, yeah, what I, I, yep, go ahead. I agree with Sabri. It's It's not... It's not how much money you have. It's not what job you have. You could be studying at uni and say, you know what, I'm ready. Like, you know, I'll work whatever it might be. And, you know, or I'll work it out with my wife together or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to mean, all right, you know, I've got this job. I have my CEO of this or I have a house or it's just a feeling in you. You know what, look, I can do this. I'm, I'm at a stage in my life where I can take on the challenges and the responsibilities to do you know a b and c to live my life with mm-hmm. a partner and fulfill my responsibilities um and then live together so it's it's not uh, there's no set answer like somebody said mm-hmm. it's just when you when you feel that way you just you just know yeah okay. what, wouldn't do you, you say that um i don't know what your past like dating life was and stuff before getting married but 
when you did meet Amina, or maybe I shouldn't say her name, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> when you did meet your wife, um, did you feel like it was easier for you to take that next step at a certain point in your relationship? I think I was already at that stage before I started speaking to Amina. And okay. that's the only reason to Amina. So I think I was already at that, like, I already had that mindset. So I think for me, it was just, all right, sweet. This is my intention. Mm-hmm, and, yeah. you know, if it works out, I'm ready for whatever comes. Mm. Okay. So you walked into it saying, you know, no games. Let's just see if this works out. If it works out, if it, it does, if it doesn't, then so be it. Yeah. Do you guys think it's a requirement to know that you're ready for marriage before you even start getting into any type of relationship? Ooh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, like, do you have to be ready, or can you kind of just go into it and you're like, yeah, I'll figure it out. If she's the one, like, then I'll, it'll just work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, religiously, probably, yeah. Okay. Smart, <laughs> 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 um, smart answer. <laughs> but sometimes you might have that idea and just not be fully convinced, mm-hmm. right? So you could just be delaying something that is in your mind that you know is stopping you from f- fully saying oh, yeah, i am ready mm-hmm. um but you know like khalid was saying when you're mentally in it and mm-hmm. you're ready yeah. then i think you can just perform better as well like you'll be a better person your intentions are clear mm-hmm. um and you won't be playing games. Mm-hmm. Beautifully said. Okay. So that was, mm. that was a solid answer. I gotta start really writing <laughs> some notepad stuff <laughs> out here. I know, right? <laughs> you know, Take <laughs> notes. <laughs> well, I'm gonna be re- uh, editing this podcast, so I'll have it all back to playback. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, I I just want to make one point. Just mm-hmm. a question. Go like, I I find it interesting that the the question was aimed only at the guys because I do feel like the same thing applies to girls and mm. there is an assumption that girls are always ready, but That's they need to be true. ready too. Yeah, yeah. But okay, so then to to kind of turn that question around, how would you guys say oh. like? <laughs> I think it's a fair question to ask. Though. I know what I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fair question to ask. You know what? You what would you define as being ready for a woman? You know, to enter a marriage or a, a, at least a serious relationship for that reason. Before you answer, oh look, I think yeah. answer it for yourself, like as a woman, but then also answer it for a husband. Like, what would you want? in your husband to say yeah he's ready for me oh Mm. like what what do they think like you just heard how our perspective was right Mm -hmm. so what's your perspective see now you're making him think think Um, (laughs) 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 uh, yeah like to be honest i think i i know i'm like what i think um look i think the same thing applies that it would apply to guys for girls. Like, I don't think it's that different. I think you need to be emotionally ready um, rather than, you know, all the, I guess, superficial life things. And I think your answers were pretty much what I would expect. Um, The main thing is you just don't want somebody, if you're ready, you don't want someone who's going to waste your time. I think that's the key thing. Mm -hmm. And I think you want someone who is prepared to, um, I guess, 
emotionally take on the challenges of being in a committed relationship with what a marriage is. So there's a lot of like obstacles that come with that. Um, and somebody who's willing to, I guess, you know, you could, I guess you're building a life together and, and the idea is you will need to support each other and someone who's ready to do that. Um, and I guess accept not just, you know, the sides of you that they like, but accept the whole of you. And I think, yeah, so I think it's 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 just an emotional thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and do you have anything to add on to that, Nabila? Now what she said. <laughs> 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 well, that's fair. That's fair. That was all pretty like solid advice. Yeah. Um okay, I have another question for the ladies. Where did it go? Oh, here we go. How do I slide in <laughs> and tell him that I have feelings for him? So I guess from a woman's perspective, like you know how there's that whole thing of like should 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 we make the first move? Should the guys make the first move like that's kind of what is the like standard in, a, mm-hmm. in our society is that the guy should always be the one that pursues the the lady or the woman you know what i mean so mm-hmm. we're at a day and age now where girls are shooting their shot it's normal it's like a, a thing mm-hmm. um but there are still guys who have traditional values that say no no no. i don't want someone i don't want a, a woman to come to me i want to be it's all about the chase as they say mm-hmm. so what are your thoughts on that I think there's a problem. Like, I mean, you can be mature about it if you like someone um, and you're going to slide into their DMs. Why not? But, like, obviously you don't want to hurt your feelings. You need to catch people. (laughs) You need to catch the breadcrumbs. Like, if they're leaving you breadcrumbs, then, you know, obviously you go ahead with a bit more confidence. But I think think everyone's just lacking a bit of confidence. Like, if you like someone, like, it's a yes or a no. Like, you move on. You know, slide in the DMs. If it's a no, then you move on. You don't. You don't get too sad about it. You just move on. And if it's a guy, do the same thing. Um, but sitting around and just hoping for someone to slide into your DMs or just doing nothing about it is not going to get you anywhere either. Mm-hmm. That's true. Have any of you guys seen that meme where it's a skeleton sitting on a bench <laughs> saying, like, I think it says something like, I'm waiting for my husband or waiting for my wife. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. No, but I've got the visual now. <laughs> so, you trying to say that's us? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm trying to say that'll happen to you if you mm-hmm. just sit there waiting. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Like, I think part of that fear of, you know, putting yourself out there and telling someone how you feel is not just the rejection, but nowadays like i don't know if people are really private anymore like you know there's that fear of if a guy slides into your dm you know a whole group chat of friends is gonna see that Mm. and so it's like if the girl says no now this guy's one ridiculed and two you know sorry to say it but like he doesn't have a chance with any of her friends now either because it's like oh he he messaged you well that's what i mentioned i think on the first part where i said pride Mm. is a big thing because yeah you don't want you don't want to get you you feel like if they do reject you like Mm. everyone's gonna know about it you know so like you feel like it's gonna because of how i mentioned it was a tight you guys are taking this too far man okay go ahead that's that's actually like a a, like it's a thing Mm -hmm. you probably can't relate but it's a thing Maybe for I our generation. Relate, but that How many DMs did you jump into? Describing <laughs> is really immature. Yeah, no, I was going to say yeah, yeah. it's very immature and like maybe you shouldn't be shooting your shot at someone who would do something like that, but mm-hmm. people surprise you. You never so know. So maybe we should put it out there and say, if you are the one spreading this, what goes around comes around. So if you're single and it's your turn, well, 
<laughs> Good luck to you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So I think if you approach it from a mature standpoint and mm-hmm. you you put yourself out there in a mature way and, and you say, okay, if someone else reads these words or if they're published in the newspaper, mm-hmm. I won't have anything to hide from this. Yeah. As long as you don't jump into me like, yo, ma, what's good? <laughs> okay. Well... <laughs> I don't think you No, don't, no, I'm saying like, that I'm I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying that as long as you don't come in like that like in some in, immature way, I feel like no, that's there's that's nothing fine. to fear. Like your your way is your way, but I mean mm-hmm. you don't just profess your love to anyone mm-hmm. you meet on the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you like Nabila was saying there are breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But sometimes even if you don't get any breadcrumbs and it's just something you want to get off your chest, mm-hmm. maybe you leave them some breadcrumbs and see if they bite. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, and you personally just say, "I need to share this with them," mm-hmm. and then just find out what the answer is, mm-hmm. then you do that. And like, th- uh, for all of you guys, would you prefer someone to come directly to you or work through like some type of uh, messenger, like someone who can maybe pass on the message to you? Come direct come direct yeah because mm. yeah, i feel like well it depends i guess on because you don't want to reject i feel bad sometimes just rejecting people straight up not saying that i've done it a lot but <laughs> <laughs> i beg but, to differ but yeah. but but like <laughs> like you just feel worse but if it goes through a messenger then you're like okay maybe no because in that third person that third person now knows and that's embarrassing nice. for the person that you Oh no! But that that the that person, sorry, that person is the one who sent them to you, in a way. So like, if I was trying to set know. you up with someone and yeah. you told me like, no, sorry, I'm not interested. It's yeah. like, it, it's it's less painful, not painful, but you you feel um you don't feel as bad because you're yeah. not rejecting them to their face. Exactly. That's a get yeah, out of here. Well, Can I say like, I'm just taking you know, the I'm easy way when out? When someone comes <laughs> at you, when someone comes at you directly, it really puts you on the spot, and you have to think about it because yeah. You know, on the other side of that, there is a human with feelings. Yeah. When you're just going through Sarah, it's easy to just deflect and say no. But they still have feelings. It's mm-hmm. just I'm doing it, the rejecting on yes, him. Yes, but being Amir in his position, it's a lot easier to say no to you mm-hmm. than if the person came to him. So your advice, mm-hmm. Amir, then, if someone wants to shoot their shot, mm-hmm. <laughs> is to go directly to you? Yeah, now I'm more mature. I'm saying you'll have more success that way. Yeah, now I'm more mm. mature. But back in the day, I'd be like, nah, be this is awkward. I'm too. I have social anxiety. Get away mm-hmm. from me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. direct is is definitely the way to go. But I know that there are. I've I've heard some opinions where it's like we're at a point now where I mean, I guess given lockdown and everything, it's hard to to meet people. Yeah. Um, because you're not really traveling and you're not really going out and about, so. Sometimes being set up is the way to go. Yeah. Like sometimes you might just have a friend who might be well connected. And so they're like, hey, you know, Mm -hmm. I noticed that you're friends with so and so. Like, you know, what's their situation? Can you put in a good word? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, what do people say? I don't know. But, you know, like that, that also might be, you just need that person to connect you. It doesn't mean that they're doing the work of like, yeah, you know, asking you out or whatever. Like, that's up to the two people. But. Mm But yeah, that's a that was a yeah. good question. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I have another good question here. What is the best and hardest thing about marriage? 
there's so many things i don't know how to answer this question oh wow that's so cute (laughs) (laughs) okay okay so this is maybe a question kind of jump off of that one so like you're going into the whole marriage thing and i guess what are the things that you wish people told you about that happens in the realm of marriage that you didn't know about and you wish you knew about before you actually got married and went into that whole relationship like things you wish you were set up for or things that you wish that you kind of were told might happen Mm. and maybe how to navigate them in marriage because i feel like there are certain things that we just don't know until we actually are in that relationship like you're really locked in there now Eh. oh yeah i guess it's all (laughs) (laughs) i would say what you just said what you're really locked in. <laughs> you wish someone told you that? <laughs> well, no. Someone like really described what that meant to you. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like there's, it's not like um, when you're in a normal relationship, it's like, hey, okay, I'll see you tomorrow kind of thing. But then when you're in marriage, you're like, I guess we're going to be next to each other 24 hours, seven days a week, especially with COVID. That really <laughs> became a thing. Like it wasn't a joke anymore. You literally are next yeah. to each other. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The funny thing is I think that um, I'm talking about 13 years ago, but what Mm -hmm. you don't, a lot of times what happens with us when you're younger as well is that you you, you hear the word marriage Mm -hmm. and then you just, um, you're like, yeah, I'm going to get married. Even when the guy has decided they want to get married, the female has decided. And then you get so busy, you get so busy preparing for the marriage, which is that entails like the wedding, mm-hmm. you know, all the several different um, festivities that we have. And the focus is always there. I don't think that um, our parents probably have really told us what marriage is like and it's what we see in our family home. So that's the, and it's either that or what we see from you know, movies and whatever else like we absorb from. So I think so we're so invested in the wedding process and then finally you finish the wedding and then you and then you, you go home from your honeymoon or wherever it might be and then you realise and then a lot of things start to unpack, I feel like, mm-hmm. as soon as you have done that. Not Somebody's nodding, so yeah. So <laughs> start to unpack and you realise like, damn, okay, so the wedding is finished, so all the novelty wears off and then now you've realised that there's just all these other things that you never really thought about before, like, you know, taking care of the home, who's going to take out the rubbish, who's going to cook, you know, you're both working most probably. Um, So there's just a lot. And then you also, everything dies down and then you realise, if you haven't done your research in the beginning, now you realise that, damn, I finished the wedding, the novelty's run out, do I like this person? Mm. Oh. Yeah, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you need to, and then you have to then start to learn how to coexist together, mm-hmm. you know, because things will start to bug you, you know, they'll do a certain thing, they'll leave, they'll leave the toilet seat. I'm not, I'm not talking from experience or anything, but I'm just <laughs> throwing it out there. <laughs> you know, they'll leave, they'll leave things here or there. Like there's all sorts of stuff. So that's when you then, that's when you really then realise what a marriage is. Mm-hmm. So all the superficial stuff that you're wasting, a lot of people waste a lot of time before the marriage, like wondering, you know, thinking, say, talking about standards, I don't like this person because this person is not tall enough or this person is not this. These are really, really superficial things for a marriage. Mm-hmm. You've got to work on the character. So I think that we're investing so much time on things like that as well as um, on weddings and festivities and mm-hmm. we're not really thinking about 
okay, I need to find someone who's got character, not just looks, mm-hmm. um, but someone whose character I can live with for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Do I like this person? Is this person kind? Is this person, um, is he generous? Is he approachable? Has mm-hmm. he got ego? Um, can he be understanding? You know what I mean? Like all of these things, that's what. That's when you realize what the marriage is about. It's mm-hmm. got nothing to do because you can have, we're focused so much on looks and, and all the other stuff that we're not thinking about the things that will matter because this person might be incredibly good looking, but down the track you'll have children with them. And then if he's good looking and he's not helping you out with the kids, that's not going to do nothing for you. Like mm-hmm. you're just going to be like, right. All of a sudden, know? he's ugly. Um, <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, he's very ugly all of a sudden. So, yeah, character and um, marriage, it, there's just, like, so much. There's just so much. That, and we're not – and I don't – like, there's no one to blame. There's no one there to teach as well. And I think um, that's what we're lacking in, just understanding. Mm-hmm. We should have, like, a Harari premarital counsellor out there or something. I, I don't yeah. – I really don't see anything wrong with it. Like, I feel like – this generation is, um, you know, it's very different. We've been through a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we survived COVID nineteen, so we need premarital counseling. My parents will probably say that they've been through a lot too. You know, no, they jungles have. And but stuff. but uh, the way that uh, our parents look at marriage mm-hmm. and the way that yeah, it's very we different. look at marriage now, like it's very very different. Yeah. So that's all you're about to say, say something too, Sammy. What were you about to say earlier? Well, I can say multiple things, but mm-hmm. um for nabila's point she was talking about um like living habits and i would say something that isn't really uh glamorized in our community would be moving out and living with roommates um but i did that for university and i feel like i got such a great experience from living with total strangers um like each of my four years and those were some things that I learned, like those are some years where I learned a lot of things in terms of living with people, um, being patient with people mm-hmm. and also taking responsibility for things outside of like inside the house. I mean, mm-hmm. um, and those are experiences that you can take with you one day when you do have your own household um, and you're faced with the same challenges because they're going to be the exact same things just with a different person. Mm-hmm. And so that's your opportunity to say, oh, I've been here before. I know how to um, navigate the situation mm-hmm. and just pretty much like act properly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not sort of like expect someone to do everything for you, get upset when something isn't going a certain way. Mm-hmm. And... um kind of set you up for some success Mm -hmm. Uh, and it does take two people for that to happen so you know these are things you just got to talk about i think that makes it a lot easier yeah on the first day you move into the house you gotta be like okay so who's washing the dishes from now on (laughs) who's taking out the garbage (laughs) you know set some ground rules you gotta (laughs) feel your way out you gotta feel your way out like see what the person likes to do Mm -hmm. see how they are yeah and then when something's bothering you, just vocalize it because mm-hmm. nobody can read minds. Yeah. And the moment you have expectations on someone and then they don't perform. Yeah. Or they don't meet them. You're setting yourself up for, for failure. 
well, not your own for failure, but your own expectations for failure. If you're expecting something without communicating it, basically, like you mean, you'll just be disappointed because yeah, yeah, yeah you'll be disappointed, and then you're in a case of like conflict and looking for a resolution mm-hmm. and then that gives you another challenge see if mm-hmm. you can uh, overcome that mm-hmm. see we're all learning i am um, sorry oh, somebody i missed a lot of what you said so sorry if i repeat uh that's okay up. That's but okay. Um, go ahead. i just um wanted to add on what nabila said as well and um i mean nabila got married like 10 years after you and nothing really is different to be honest <laughs> um i think we're not really equipped or like we're not really told what it's like and i think like you only you see your parents marriage as an example but that's a marriage that's had many years of work you know like they've been together for ages and no one really tells you what it took to go from being you know newly married to where they are maybe like 20 or 30 years down the track and you expect things to kind of be how things are with them and then you know it doesn't really match up and you're kind of like what's wrong like what's happening you know like why mm-hmm. is it like this and i think no like yeah, there's just, there isn't any, like, I don't know. I feel like no one really tells you what work needs to be done to get there, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. As as married people, if, if someone was either seeking a, a serious relationship, they're in one, like, if they came to you asking for advice, would you guys be open to, you know, sharing advice with them? Or do you feel like maybe you're not qualified? Like, how, what do you guys feel about that? Yeah, I mean, we can help them with whatever we can, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, with whatever experience that we have, I'm sure a little bit of insight is better than, you know, jumping in with absolutely no information or nothing to equip yourself. So yeah, if anyone has any questions or whatnot. Yeah, because um, I think, you know, you, say, yeah. you can ask you can ask your parents, but sometimes they can't always relate, right? Like mm-hmm. they, they got married at a different time than we did and, you know, you might say like, oh, you know, this and this bothers me. And they're like, what does that even mean? Like, <laughs> you know, it's something that bothers us might not be something that they even consider. Mm-hmm. So it's good to know that there are people in our community that we can kind of go to um, to ask for advice. And, mm-hmm. you know, everyone in our in our panel of discussion today has they're all like in different marriages. Like some have been married for a long time. There's a long distance mar- uh, relationship that that took place. Like, you know, there's. We have a little bit of everything, mm-hmm. I think. So, yeah, uh, we have a couple more questions before we end. This has been such a good discussion so far. Yes. Um, one question that I saw here was, how important is love in a marriage? And then to kind of piggyback off of that, um, is it true that the love you have for each other changes when you get married? Let's go, Khaled. That's one's yours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think, yeah, love is definitely important. Um if you don't love the person, I don't think you can kind of, at least personally, I don't think you can live with them. Like, why would you live with someone you don't love? Like if you're compatible, for example, like if, if you're compatible, like you get along, but maybe there's no love. Like, would you feel like it's impossible? There's also the argument of, and I guess different things work for different people. Right. But like, for example, I had a friend that got an arranged marriage and at the beginning, they were like, you know what? No, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. But they got married in the end. And then speaking to them now, this person was like, I said that at the beginning, but now my love for this person grew. And now I do love this person. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know exactly how to answer this question because there is two, two sides of the spectrum. 
but for me personally i definitely agree that you do need to love the person mm-hmm. um and i guess that comes with if their values and if their characteristics and whatnot align with yours um if they're a beautiful person i guess a natural inclination would be you know what i actually love the way this person is you know i love this person mm-hmm. you know so yeah and during the marriage love does change like i think the more you you kind of navigate through your relationship i think your love changes and it becomes i feel like deeper mm. you know if you, if if you're if you're a couple that you know does communicate well does mold well you know you do things the right way and in a general sense you're happy you know people do fight like you will fight in your relationship regardless but you know how you have to know how to you know navigate that you have to you know all right break your pride break your you know your enough say okay you know what let's work through this you know you might get angry but you need to know how to work everything and if you are a couple that does that well um you appreciate everything that you do i mean they do for you and vice versa and i think with that appreciation the love grows you know mm-hmm. you're not feeling well and you have someone to take care of you you come home and you come home to a loving person you know and all of those things i feel build up and you know it manifests coming in with the crazy good answer or i don't know how i was <laughs> going to say something better than that because i i forgot about the whole arranged marriage thing mm. Cause like, wait, who the hell? Who's getting married out here? That's not <laughs> in love. And I was like, oh wait, there's like a whole half of the world that gets married with literally not even seeing each other sometimes. So okay, so yeah, that that's definitely a good perspective to give there. People who don't have love at first, but they build it throughout the relationship. Yeah, so it's definitely. Or they a don't, there. but you know, yeah. Or they don't, you but you know, <laughs> in, you it, thankfully, in his case, the person did. His friend. Or his friend's case. Sorry. <laughs> Do you, yeah, do you guys want to love, answer? Love is important. Mm. It, it keeps you in the relationship, you know, through the good times and bad. And if there is someone who, or a couple that don't have love between them, like they're just compatible and things like that, I think their interactions are going to differ very differently from people who are in love. The way you say hi to someone, the way you look at them, the way you touch them, the way you care for them. Mm-hmm. the way mm. you you know maybe give them excuses for maybe you didn't put your dishes away or <laughs> something that's very trivial like that but if you love someone you might go behind them and pick up after them but if you're just compatible you might say oh we're just roommates and treat the person that way and nothing really brings you guys closer mm-hmm. so i think having that love is what binds you mm-hmm. when you're upset at them you don't escalate it to a point where you're swearing and you do things that you're going to be upset about later because you love this person you care for their feelings you care for what they think of you mm-hmm. so that is that one thing that holds you and it grounds you mm-hmm. and it also keeps you mm-hmm. <laughs> like it keeps you from saying I'm tired of this. I'm exhausted. I'm not really into this marriage thing. And I'm going back to my parents' house. Mm-hmm. Said no one ever. Like, who would want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of people that have done that. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Plenty of people that in the moment mm. they will just explode and leave and say, I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. But then when they're away, whether it's at their parents' place, their friends' place, they remind themselves of how much they love this person. And then they come running back saying, sorry. Mm-hmm. So would you say love is enough in a marriage then or in a relationship? Would I say that's enough? No. Yeah. Your you, answer said otherwise. That's why I asked yeah. you. Like, <laughs> you know? Well, no. <laughs> you literally you just said love. No, he said, he said love grounds you, but it's not the only thing. But he said it also prevents you from, you know, being disrespectful or like you're caring for someone more because you love them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You can love someone, but have a I, terrible character, have terrible like uh, attributes about you. But just because you you love each other, the other stuff will come through. So it's a combination. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not enough on its own, but it's also for you and, and for everyone else who agreed with that, it's a necessary in a relationship. Exactly. Like we were talking about two people that were just um, compatible, right? right? So their characters aligned, their sense of humor aligned. Um, they were just good enough like they were happy to be with each other in the same room you know what i mean and mm-hmm. they they can tolerate each other so, <laughs> so to speak um but there was no love between them mm-hmm. eventually you either grow feelings for this person or you don't mm-hmm. like you can, you'll get bored of someone eventually mm-hmm. that happens sometimes mm-hmm. and when you love them then you do something about that and you say well i can't be bored Mm -hmm. for the rest of my life i love this person Mm -hmm. so let's do something different let's like spark up the relationship climbing some mountains or something (laughs) (laughs) i don't know okay just just ask this question all right okay um (laughs) i I just yeah i just wanted to add sorry sorry i'm always jumping in no Um, i felt like um i think sabri you kind of like you know i don't know corrected what you said before earlier but yeah, yeah i think um I do think love is, it's important, but I don't think it's essential for a marriage to work. Like, I think for the long term, yes. But I think you really need like rahmat and empathy for the other person and respect. And I think that's the two things that determine whether it's going to work out. But isn't that love right there? I think a ring. Not really. Uh, No, I I don't think empathy is love. Because I think you can have empathy for people you don't necessarily love. I agree. I think you could have empathy for lots of people. And if it starts out that way, I think you're right. Like the love can develop. And I guess to be with someone for 20 years or 30 years or 50 years, you will need love to keep it together. But I think for a marriage to work out, I don't think love necessarily needs to be there. Like what some people, like for me, I wanted it. You know, I wanted love to be there before I got married or like when I got married. But that's not essential for everybody. And even in looking at like older generations, um, you know, like our grandparents, a lot of them didn't know each other. They didn't meet each other till their wedding day and, you know, worked out. Um, I know their attitudes are different. There's a lot of cultural shifts and things like that. But mm-hmm. there's people in this day and age as well that have lots of successful marriages. And and like you said as well, somebody like just because you love somebody, if you have, you can still love somebody and hurt somebody. And I think that's mm-hmm. a key point because, you know, a lot of people love each other and they, but they really hurt each other and that can damage the relationship. It can be unsuccessful. It's not that love wasn't there. It's that I think that respect wasn't there and the empathy for the other person wasn't there. So mm-hmm. I think that's, that's my take. I I agree with you. I think I just sent to bind all those characteristics you mentioned into the word love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitions. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. 
See, coming together. <laughs> Pause and views. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's, we defined it. That's, mm-hmm. that's, you know, all of those answers, I, I'd have to agree with that. Um, here's one last question. Uh, this person asked, do I really have to know someone's family before marrying them? Mm. Um, you don't but i would highly i feel like it. i <laughs> feel like you should <laughs> i feel like that's very like at least from someone who's not married yet i know my perspective here you know it doesn't really matter since marriage <laughs> podcast and <it> won't be. <laughs> like, no no but i'll say it's like i feel like it is a very even to someone who's not married i feel like it is a very important thing to know someone else's family like to know where this person came from who raised them no not like that the, what like do you have to know like have you like know their family as in like have met them and have some sort of relationship with them i guess i feel like maybe the relationship thing is not a big thing but at least speaking to them and having some type of conversation with the other half of the family is like something that's very important yeah i I think there's there's two levels to it yeah look even if it's just meeting them and getting to know them um i think it's quite important like i Mm -hmm. said for the reasons that i mentioned earlier as well that when you um, grow your family and things like that, because undoubtedly they will be part of your life. They may not, um, they may not, and they should not um, be involved in your marriage, like, you know what I mean, in terms of decision-making and so forth. So it shouldn't be that close, but it's always good to know who your um, extended family is, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say don't let your wedding day be the, be the day that you meet the other person's family. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Valid. Yeah. You want to add to this? Yeah, I guess with the long distance thing, yeah, like, it has a little bit of... Uh, it, you know, it looks different for you, right? Yeah, so how did that work out for you? Um, I mean, it's definitely important. But I guess if you're kind of navigating a long distance thing, you should... Um, I don't know. For me, it was like... Well, you, you, you kind of have to ask those questions, you know? What do you like? What do you, what's your family like? What's your family values? And so on and so forth. Um, and if that kind of works out well for you, then Alhamdulillah. But then at the same time, it comes back to if you're both Harari, for example, what Nabila was saying earlier, then you can also find that, find, you know, information about, okay, do they come from a good family? Are they, are they going to, you know, corrupt your kids for the, you know, <laughs> you know like, Corrupt your kids. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're worried about, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, no, you guys know what I mean. But um, yeah. so, yeah, you, you just have to ask the questions, I guess, if you're, you know, doing long distance. Mm-hmm. And then when you do finally meet them, I guess you, you know, you can be a judge. Mm-hmm. I think family will always give you benefit of the doubt. So yeah. I will say, you know, relationships with them oftentimes can be very surface level. Um, but when there are events in the family, like a, a baby being born or someone getting sick, those are moments where the family comes together. But I think like the way we've been raised, family is so important. We're always doing everything with our family. But there are people out there that aren't that close with their family. Um, so I don't think for them, it's they don't see it as a big issue because it's just like, 
yeah, they're my family. I was raised with them, but I'm starting a life with you. Mm. So in that case, it doesn't really matter to that person. But if the other side of that relationship is close with their family, then to them, it's like, well, why am I not meeting your mom? Why am I not meeting your dad or your siblings? Like, you know, I value my family. So why don't you? And then that's where you get to find out different things about their per- the other person and, and what their relationship with their family is like. But I don't think it's the be-all, end-all. Mm-hmm. Really? I don't know what you guys think. Because we have a good example. Look at what happened in a- London, England. What happened in what London, happened? England? The Queen. Oh, oh Megan Markle. Markle. <laughs> <laughs> We're all sitting here like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Well, look, okay, look at them, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, Megan met the queen. Mm-hmm. The queen was like, oh, nice to meet you. Hi, how are you? You know, mm-hmm. you're marrying my son. I don't really like you, but fine. Her grandson, but yeah. yeah. But she didn't, she didn't explicitly say that. Yeah. Her grandson, yes. I don't really know about their lives that much. So. Yeah. <laughs> but look at them. Like, they're still together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Despite everything that happened and all the tea that was spilled, they're still together. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, we love each other. We're, we we came into this for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. And he gave up what a lot of people probably wouldn't give up. I mm-hmm. was just going to say, not a lot of people would pick their family over their girlfriend or spouse sometimes, which mm-hmm. is yeah. scary. Yeah. So. Yeah, but that's real man. That's what? I said, that's a real man. Respect for Harry just went up you know after that whole thing so what are you saying he he, he probably did that for different reasons right what other reason is there besides that he wants to stand by his wife i think it's it's complicated like very multifactorial yeah right you know like they they're always in the spotlight so i think any move they make they'll consider that before they make any move so Mm -hmm. probably not a hundred percent but i i don't think someone would make a move like that big without at least having some underlying like right intentions you know it's kind of a big move mm-hmm. yeah, but, I'm, yeah i think other i'm sure he was into it. Yeah. you know obviously doing what he did for his wife but probably mm-hmm. deep down inside too he was like eh, i'm kind of tired of this life i don't really mm-hmm. agree with all the things mm-hmm. that my family does mm-hmm. or how we are mm-hmm. viewed yeah and maybe he just wanted to get out of that mm-hmm. like our parents True. are our parents but we don't True. necessarily agree with everything that they do mm-hmm. there's things that as kids when they're raising you and eventually you're more mature to realize what they're doing you're like hmm maybe i won't do this when i get older Mm -hmm. but i'll let it pass for now Mm -hmm. (laughs) well because it's happening to you (laughs) what's that no because it's happening to you that's why (laughs) as you're going (laughs) well actually that's something i do in a lot uh, in my life like yeah um especially at work where yeah. you're working with someone and you're just like, wow, th- I would not have handled the situation in the way this person did. Mm-hmm. Or I really don't like how they speak to me. And the flip side is, you know, I really appreciate what this person does. Mm-hmm. They they really care for you and, and stuff like that. And so when you say to yourself, if I'm in their position, that's how I want to act. Mm-hmm. And this is what I want to avoid because mm-hmm. you remember how you felt in that situation. Yeah. And you want you should be applying the good things out of that you know when you navigate the rest of your life so Mm -hmm. 
I do that at work. I do that with my, you know, relationships. So it could it could have been something that he in that situation said. I don't agree with my mom, like my grandmother and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe he just wanted a different life, do things his way for once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because by that point, like their whole life was scheduled out for them, right? So taking a big step like that where you're literally just severing that tie, it's a big thing. But I, guess, I think he did for the good reasons. Definitely a lot of toxicity going on within that family that they kind of got away from, thankfully. I wonder if anyone like... Like normal people like us, mm-hmm. if they were put in that position of like your family doesn't accept your spouse, who do you pick, your family or your spouse? Like that's mm-hmm. it's such a tough position to be in, and I can't imagine that. But yeah, I feel like yeah. within our community, I feel like it's very different since we're all kind of raised in a similar fashion. A lot of our parents were are somewhat the same. Like we can kind of all relate to each other. Cause we're all like raised complacent. They're like, yeah, all right, exactly. <laughs> so we're not, we don't really deal with a lot of issues like that. Maybe there's like small cases here and there. Yeah. But generally, mm. at least within our community, the Hattori community, we're n- we don't have to worry about those kind of things. It's only when you start working with like, uh, oh, I think it's, I think it's, I, I don't know. I think it happens. Yeah. It does exist. It happens, and I think it sure. does happen. And I think it's oh, even okay. harder being in a small community mm-hmm. because at least like if you're, let's say your spouse is from a totally different community, like you could cut, like not cut ties, <laughs> but let's say you don't get along with them mm-hmm. and you guys both decide to like remove yourself from the situation. You're not constant. There isn't like your whole life isn't attached to their family. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And your community is not attached to their family, mm-hmm. but we're so intricately tied that I think like when there is this situation, it's kind of a ripple effect where the mm. dynamics become very complicated because then like, you know, their family, it's like your cousin's married into their family and then you have a family thing where your cousin's invited. It, it just gets so complicated. And I think that it can be even trickier in mm-hmm. our community when these kind of things come up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so too. I've been we're kind all of... connected. I've been sheltered from all that that I guess I haven't seen that. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> must be nice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think for the most part, like, alhamdulillah, we're pretty good. But like, yeah, I think like definitely there are cases. Mm-hmm. Our community is so small that sometimes you could get married to someone and not know that they're cousins with someone you don't like. Or they're cousins with you. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that can happen. Too, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think maybe that's maybe a question you should probably ask. Like, so what's your lineage? Who's your grand great grandfather? <laughs> but so, if you weren't raised with this person and you don't really know them, oh, so you'd marry your cousin? Yeah, like well, that's our last question. Would you marry I, your cousin first? Because it's we'll, the we'll cousin's podcast. Our, yeah, we'll <laughs> is that why? It's the cousin connection. Well, work by degree: first, second, third. <laughs> uh, I don't think anyone would marry their first cousin. I don't. Think, are you allowed to marry your first cousin? It's dislike. Islamically, oh. yes. Oh, you are? Yeah. You can. It's dislike. Well, I don't know that can. rule because it's not like something's happened. <laughs> you sit there considering like... I think for us, like, first cousin is like brother, sister. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I think it's a bit too close to home. Mm-hmm. Even second. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Second feels like, it's still like... Second feels like first. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So we're working with third degree but, here. <laughs> I think third plus, like if you're not raised as cousins and you didn't know you were cousins, let's say you lived in different countries, you didn't know your cousins, and then like I think I think third plus is, is fine if you didn't know your cousins. Like yeah. if you're third and you identify as like ahli, like your relatives, that's mm. weird. But uh, for me, <laughs> <laughs> but if you if you don't identify as cousins, then it's all good. 
my first question would be like, what's your dad's name? What's your mom's name? And then go straight to my parents and be like, hey, do you know this person? And they'd be like, oh, yeah, that's your, you know, your cousin from like, we didn't see them like 50 years. You know, they're here and there. <laughs> <laughs> Once you hear that, oh, yeah, it's like, okay, I guess we can't talk anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> and your cousins own her, Miss Keen. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question. If people aren't going to get married to their cousins and they're not going to get married to their friends and they're not going to get because, and they're not gonna get married to their um, friends' friends because, you know, they were raised together or whatnot, who are you guys going to marry? Is the question girl we question. don't know <laughs> it's all gonna be long distance <laughs> relationships imagine that people start marrying their first cousins yeah. okay are we done with the questions yes we i just want to say like you know thank you guys so much for for doing this that was such a great discussion i feel like mm-hmm. i've learned a lot i've taken some mental notes and I know Amir will when he's editing the podcast. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have any closing remarks? Yeah, closing remarks. Anything you want to add? Um, you know, if you want to shout your Instagram pages out, because we do it every single week. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, don't be scared, what's that? Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Yeah, if you guys, you know, feel something for someone, go for it. Shoot your shot. If it's uncomfortable, it's fine. Um, someone once said to me, um, if you're comfortable in life, that means you're not progressing, which means mm. there's something wrong. So whether, whether it's relationships, whether it's your job, whatever it is, you know, if you're uncomfortable, that means you're probably doing something right. Cause you, you know, you're progressing, you're, you're moving on, get amongst it, you know, don't be scared. And just, if it works out, it works out. Um, if it doesn't, you know, it's just, it's, that's mm-hmm. the way life is. You Dive into on, those DMs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything else, girls? Nope. Okay, Sabrina. No, 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 no. <laughs> Sorry, Sabrina. No, I was just gonna say, um, marriage is not what the social media. I, I want to tell everyone who's you know, watches, um, you know, Scott and everybody else. You know, all these married couples and you know, couple goals and all that stuff. That's not all real. It's not always like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so people need to sort of like switch away from that and thinking if I, and then I always see those little comments, you know, if it's, it's not like that, I don't want it and things like that. Remember, these are just reels of people's lives. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that needs to be re- like just drilled into people's minds. Stay off the Insta. Don't be looking at all the baddies and thinking I want a baddie wife because you're not going to get a baddie wife. <laughs> get a good girl. You know what I mean? Like just go and talk to people. And the girls as well, don't be like sitting there, you know, hoping that I'm not going to use that word. I know you're waiting for me to say that. (laughs) Don't be like, don't be too like shallow and try to wait for the, you know, like keep your standards, but just be open minded. Don't shut people down. If people come and approach you, don't shut them down. You know, talk to people and see how it goes. Don't shut things down immediately. Mm -hmm. You know, be open minded, have standards, be -hmm. be proud, do your life. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, but definitely, definitely don't be looking at all those couple goals and sort of seeing, waiting for that kind of stuff. Waiting. Solid advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's my mm-hmm. mom on the side. And I think on the same <laughs> note, like, Nabila, I think you basically already said this, but, you know, it's marriage is really hard. And I think people always tell you, like, the first year is hard, but it's ongoing. It's an ongoing challenge. And I think it is rewarding and there's lots of great things about it. Um, but it's a lot of work. And I think, I don't know, maybe I'm, I think we come from a generation of kind of instant gratification. Like we want everything to yes. just be, you know, 
good all the time and we have everything at our fingertips. We never want to put in effort. And I think that really reflects on our expectations in marriage. That we don't really mm-hmm. want to put in the work, but we want the rewards. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to work like that. So, um, yeah, just be prepared. I mean, it's not, you know, it, it's great. Like, it's good. But you're going to have to put in some work. And it's not mm-hmm. going to always look, like Nabila said, like, you know, the way it does on Instagram or, mm-hmm. you know, on social media. And it's seasons. It's always seasons. You're going to have moments of where you really love the person. And then, you know, next month you might really hate them. But, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like, on yeah. a level where it's like, oh, gosh, you, you, you're on my nerves sort of thing. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. You're not always going to be in that state of just, like, you're in undeniable like bliss love right you know, seasons and you know there's um pressures that come in that you're gonna have to withstand you know there could be finance issues or like you might be solid and then you know maybe someone might lose their job like you need to be able to support one another it's not always going to be just amazing and just bliss mm-hmm. that what you, that's what people usually expect i feel like mm-hmm. so you got to be open-minded you got to love the person but know that you're not going to be like just in love and don't look for like movie sort of like expectations be realistic mm-hmm. and just be open-minded and be mature mm-hmm. and um respectful and yeah so there's a lot of aspects to it mm-hmm. that's solid mm-hmm. advice yeah Sebra, you got anything to close off on or did they cover everything <laughs> for you there he was like uh, violently Khaled nodding away he was like, oh he yeah. kind of stole your Khaled <laughs> <laughs> stole my thunder because i think a lot of uh, the root of some of these questions are mm-hmm. coming from a place of fear like people are scared to take that step they're scared to mm-hmm. uh figure out the the answers to their what ifs mm-hmm. so just go for it there's you know life is short mm-hmm. um just be confident and and just just do you. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, don't, don't worry about uh, what other people are gonna say, what the group chat's gonna say. All that stuff is doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Because when you find that person, you you won't even be thinking of those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it just it just goes away. Yeah, you know. Um, but I will say to Nabila's point about Instagram, and also to what you guys said about are you your types type? Mm, for the well, first if you want to be with a baddie are you, you a better be type? a baddie too. <laughs> <laughs> you know so like yeah you got to keep it real mm-hmm. and i think um the other point of what she was saying about like it being a highlight reel mm-hmm. well that definitely is the case because if everyone who is married had those uh i guess lovey-dovey days every single day then they'd be mm-hmm. posting that every single day mm-hmm. but really they post it like maybe once every two weeks mm-hmm. maybe once every other day you know what i mean it's not 24 hours a day like that mm-hmm. um so i'll just i'll just say that and i think people just need to keep it realistic um we all know what we see in movies isn't really real life mm-hmm. because it just isn't <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but um i think to wrap this up what what can we say guys Shout out your Instagrams. <laughs> <laughs> my, my Instagram is Sarah's brother. <laughs> You're such a loser. <laughs> Do you guys want to shout out your Instagrams in the air? If if not, we can close this out and we should be good to oh, go. Wait, 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 wait. No, we have to shout out Nabila's. I'm going to shout it out for you. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> your 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 brand, if anyone doesn't know Nabila, she has um, oh, yeah. uh, like a modest wear hijab brand. It's Amal Label. 
spelled A-M-A-A-L dot label. L-A-B. Yeah. Oh my God, how do you spell label? L-A-B-E-L. L-A-B-E-L. We will leave it in the in the description of this podcast and then we'll also like post it um, on Instagram. But, you know, I just want to take the time to thank everyone for listening i hope you all you know took something from from this episode um and i just want to thank all of you guys for joining us and -hmm. taking some time out of your day to um you know share your wisdom and your experiences uh may allah continue to bless your marriages grant you a long and healthy life with your families your future children current children and um yeah you know maybe one day when amir and i eventually find our respective partners we will look back on this and say you know mm-hmm. what i applied that advice that they told me mm-hmm. that one time definitely we we're re-listening to this well i have no choice after <laughs> editing it but <laughs> yeah so uh should i close it out yeah wait okay. wait wait. i well, will oh, say oh, go, ahead, like, go ahead everything that we have said today mm-hmm. is our lived experiences Mm-hmm. they're not like the perfect answers they're not yeah, right or wrong course. it's our lived experiences yeah. and mm-hmm. i think for anyone that's here listening and you're in the thick of things in a relationship yourself or you want to be in a relationship mm-hmm. i think you should just take these points and use them as like this is what other people did in this situation mm-hmm. how can i navigate it myself and do what's right in my situation because mm-hmm. it's not all the same yeah so Take your bits and pieces from it, basically. Yeah. Like, take your bits and pieces from this information and apply it to yourself, essentially. Like, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, everyone's life and everyone's situation is completely different. Mm -hmm. But there are some similarities in it, and there are certain ways you can react to a situation that can Mm -hmm. help it. Yeah. So, that's all I think anyone that's listening out there Mm -hmm. should take away from this Mm -hmm. and not say that, oh, Khalid said this, so that's exactly what I'm going to do. And it's going to (laughs) work. Exactly. (laughs) So Exactly. Like, you know, there's no way with, I mean, there's no way you'd be an ex. I'm going to be married for three years, you know, like there's no way I'm an expert or anything. But it's just about learning from each other's experiences, Mm -hmm. you know. So someone's been through something, you know, maybe you can learn from it rather than going through it yourself. Or maybe Mm -hmm. you could just apply that to your situation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, So I'll edit on that. Uh, again, I know this is a long podcast, <laughs> but uh, hopefully you made it all the way to the end. Uh, thank you for listening. This has been the Cousin Connection Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Cousin Connection Pod. My name's Amir. My name is Sara. Should we just, yeah, go down the line. We're just going to do all the names today. <laughs> my name is Sabri. My name is Khalid. My name is And my name is Nabila. And we out. Bye. <laughs> you ain't going to do that.